TK Kirkland show. Yeah. Uh huh. Wait. Really listen, I hope you understand Execute your vision, go and get it, be a man Save your money, motherfucker, for another day We got the book and the album on the fucking way This generation is full of hate Always wearing what the next man making They never want to see the next man making 2018, let's have a gangster conversation Like how to treat a woman, take care of your kids Gotta take responsibility for what you did I do it to inspire, take your mind a little higher Like her name on a degree, not her name on a flyer Yeah, boss moves, we just doing what a boss do We all now and we off you, it's true The TK Kirkland Show Hello? What's up, yo? Ain't nothing. This is Debbie yes, man. Okay, cool. You got time to talk? Yeah, I'm telling I'm with my daughter. I'm telling her she's watching TV. I'm good. Okay, cool. All right, so I was reading a thing about starting a business, and you think it's stressful and all that, so explain your situation to me. What's going on? Yo, I, I actually started a business because you be posting a bunch of shit about starting a business and, you know, a bunch of black business shit and, you know, I felt like it was the right thing to do. It was just the point in my life, you know. Right. Where I just, where I'm about to turn thirty, and like in my twenties, I've been fucking up. Like, that's why actually you're my favorite comedian because you like keep it real. And, right. Like, Thank in you. My twenties, like I really be fucking up. Like I do. I I've done some fuck shit, but not like fuck shit. It's a lot of gangster shit. <laughs> right. I understand. Mm-hmm. So, but it's not cool no more. Right. Like, and I remember my pops would tell me, he's like, well, the females you're growing up with, they're going to surpass you. And unless you, he told me to go back to school. But that's why I went that poor dad, because I got a cousin that's actually rich in Atlanta. He flips houses, he do real estate. And my father, he's a CEO, but he always told me to go to school and get a job. So that my life is like rich dad, poor dad, except for I'm like Macaulay Culkin, like a fucked up nigga. Right, fucked right. Up one of my family. And they're looking at me like, you're an idiot. Like, start a business so i started this podcast or whatever and it seems like everybody got it say so about it but they never they didn't even they didn't even know i was starting this shit number one i think they really just jumped on the bandwagon because i'm like they think i'm funny and shit like right. that so right. when i said i was about to do the podcast they like oh that's that's a great idea i think you're funny, funnier than this nigga and that nigga but they don't know that i look up to these people so i don't compete with the niggas that came before me like i mm-hmm. i I just got morals and shit. So I'm not competing with niggas. I just, I just, that's who I listen to. So if a nigga tell me, oh, you funny and this nigga, that's cool. But I probably listen to that nigga every day. And if I see him, I'm going to say what up. Because right, right. Keep it real. So, and I wanted to be on your show. I wanted to be a guest. So I was like, let me call this nigga TK. I'll be posting all this shit. He don't know. You got to know all your fans. That's the right. problem. Niggas be fans and then they be so insecure. They don't want to tell you that they're your fans. I'm going to tell you. Like, this might have made my day. You don't even know it. <laughs> I'm like probably that. going crazy over here. Like, oh, I appreciate it, man. So I'm listening to you talk, and now, you know, do you want your project? First, you got to find out who you are, right? And what I mean yeah. by that, do you want to be funny on your podcast? Do you want to drop news, sports? you want to talk about relationships? you want to talk about shit in the hood? You want to talk about pedophiles? You, I mean, so many things you could talk about. So the thing. Well, first, let me ask you a question. Uh huh. 
let me ask you, so you, I, I listen to you, so I'm, I'm invested in women. So on my show is me, this other kid, he reminds me of Joe Budden because he got the beard and he's smart. He uses right. big words, right? And I got two females, the icing on the cake, they're gorgeous and all that. Okay, so, cool. Um, basically, now, you, I'm trying to interrupt. you guys do video, like you show video? Yeah, we, right now we're in the process of um, finding the videographer. Okay. Like we're comparing and con- we're comparing these two video guys. We need okay. somebody that could do the video, make that little YouTube shit, and still extract the audio and put it on the iTunes and the SoundCloud. I could do it myself, but niggas got jobs and shit. You right. know what I'm saying? So right. I want a nigga that do this all the time. This is what you do. So we're going to pay you. I don't really want your opinion. I want you to do your job. You know what I'm saying? Right. So... That's where we at with it right now. And I'm trying to separate the niggas that just want to be down for the niggas that's working. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't want you to be down. I want you to work. Like, we here to work. This ain't just a hangout. And right. that's where it was the conflict because niggas, you know, I did my first show. It was a test run. It wasn't really a show. It was a test run. Okay. And I invited all my friends. So I have friends with strong opinions. So this nigga came in talking about, yo, why everybody late, da-da-da. And I'm looking at this nigga like, yo, this is not your show, Lucky. What the fuck is wrong with you? Mm-hmm. And he's like, <laughs> he's like, you're supposed to be on point. It's supposed to be perfect. So this nigga goes, like, I feel like I'm special. People treat me special. Right. So I got the room upstairs in the restaurant. I don't got, I'm not downstairs with everybody else. I'm upstairs with it, like in a private room, two leather couches. Like, I'm, I'm good up there. He want, he want to see my setup. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this nigga? Like, I'm doing my thing right now. Like, you got to chill. So right. he go up there. I get in an argument with him. I kick him out. So right after I kick him out, the two honey show up, and we start shooting, and everything goes smooth. So then I shoot the thing, and I, I send the kids. I say, you look like Joe Budden. I send him my shit, and he sees it. So the whole time he's telling me he's going to battle me. He's going to kill me. He's going to kill me. So when the footage come out, I've been doing this since high school. Like, it's always a cool nigga, and I embarrass him in front of the females. Like, I right. always did that. Like, I always used the females to my advantage. And I guess he thought because he used big words, and I guess he's starting to read stupid-ass 40 and loads of power, whatever these niggas read that makes them think they're super smart. Like, I, he reads it, I guess. But I, I'm a counterpuncher. That's like Conor McGregor saying he was going to beat up Floyd, and Floyd is like, whatever, you stupid nigga. And when he gets in this ring... To get beat up, and he go tell ESPN, don't post it. No, nigga, we gonna post it. So I posted this shit, and he got mad. <laughs> All right, so your mindset is elementary, fam. You think so? That, yeah, you got to stop that. You one thing as a as a G, never put another man down in front of a female. Never. All right, you, see. Never do that. I'm listening. Yeah, never do that. You pull a nigga to the side, you make fun, but you never be the little nigga in front of bitches because it's really a horrible thing to do. Like, don't that's that. No, we don't we don't do that. What you I get what you're saying, but he came in. He came in with the mindset of killing me. He said it. I no, over and over. It's not supposed. Like, this crazy. You got to explain to him that's not what your show is about. You're not about destroying each other to get likes, to get views. The show is supposed to be knowledge and enhance You got fun. But I don't think this situation that you guys coming off was about fun, especially if you was doing it in front of females and whether it's playing or not, it still shouldn't go down in front of a female. 
because see, even when you said it, you, the energy in your voice, all the extra air you had in your lungs and shit, you felt really confident and strong, like you had truly accomplished something. And uh, we're going to stop the shit today for people listening, that we're going to stop putting down our brothers. We're going to stop putting down our sisters down. Yeah, when I'm on stage, I say, whole bitch, you know, this kind of shit. That's just to get my point across. But what people yeah. don't know, if you listen to my show, my podcast, I very seldom use profanity. Mm-hmm. Because when I'm off stage, I'm in part of the, I'm in the rest of the world with everybody else. So I want to show respect. I want to show intelligence. And that's my way of um, saying that I'm a part of you. But when I'm on stage, oh, everybody can get it. Because I need to say that shit on stage so that people can really feel what I'm trying to tell them. So let me explain to you about your show and what, how you, what you got to need. First, you need to know that if you pull this off in your show, you can make $200,000 a year. Did you know that? I had no idea. See, people around the country who, has, who have podcasts don't know the history of our podcasts. You get your numbers up, you got to get up to 80,000 subscribers. First, that you got to do that. Once you get up to 80,000 subscribers, your salary could be $200,000. Because now there are companies out there that will sponsor you to put stuff on their program, to have you promote them. And, you know, you see some of the um, podcasts that make a, a take a second and drop the commercial, blah, blah, blah. This is what's you, blah, blah, blah. So my point is to everybody listening, this is a way of putting y'all up on game that even though you could have your other jobs, you can do other things, and you could do this once a week and make $200,000 a year. So I want you to take it seriously. Damn, I didn't even know that, honestly. I know you didn't know it. That's why I'm telling you. And That's people, crazy. And, and a lot of people don't know that. I'm talking about, for real, my man, $200,000 a year. And that's why everybody who's listening, when you start your podcast, you make sure you hit me up on your DM. I'll sign you under my company. See, because even with Charlemagne the God, Charlemagne the God executive producer of my show, but I asked Charlemagne to be executive producer of the show. wasn't It's not really his show. It's my show. Yes, it was just a good marketing strategy to get Charlemagne as executive producer. Because Charlemagne don't want nothing. Charlemagne just a good dude. He's like PK, do your thing, get your paper, blah blah blah. But I'm yeah, I've seen that episode where you're trying to give him give him the money. I seen. I'm like you're one of your biggest fans. You don't even understand. Right. He won't, yeah, he won't take no money from a nigga. So that was some like, real yeah. shit. Yeah. Yeah, like, yo. He's like, nah, TK, go do your thing. So I want people who listen to the TK Kirkland show to know that now, with the way the world has changed, has, technology has changed this game of, of self independence, self awareness, that you can start your own business. You got women and men now got their own clothing lines. Um, and 
don't even have a store. But they sell their stuff online. And these girls, you know, it make them pay for my nigga. There's women that are making $70,000, $80,000 a month. And I know them personally. Then imagine now you have your clothing line to the people listening. You have your clothing line, you're doing that. Then you start a podcast. And you get that shit popping. Now that's an extra $200,000 that you're making. It's a cold game out here, my man. There's people making money hands over fists and getting that's it. Crazy. So that's, that's, that's why. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. You're saying that I wanted to fucking do bow ties. So I was using my show to have a platform to sell my bow ties because I know it's not a lot of black men that sell bow ties. I wear yes, a lot of suits. But you're not well, going to make a lot 30. of money. Yeah, it's Bow ties is good, but you gotta find something that can generate a heavy traffic through your website, through your IG, etc. And mm-hmm. bow ties is cool, but if you could, I really feel if you can get in, invest in women clothing, get you a model, so she can model your shit, get a female, and start selling shit online. And I'm telling you, brother, it's a gold mine. You got the limit with my own eyes. <laughs> These women are getting it out here, and I'm proud of you, ladies. And that's what it's Not about. It. They said they said black women is what the fastest group of growing entrepreneurs ever. Black yeah, women, they killing it, yo. And I'm glad to know them. And I'm glad that people listen to the show. And after they listen to this. There's going to be so many women now that's going to get into online clothing. I mean, think about it, yo. Think about it for a second. You don't even have to have a store. See, for somebody to have a store and sell their stuff in the mall, you lose that because some of these people are paying five, $7,000 a month in overhead where you can touch your own business and ship this shit right out of your home. At UPS. Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. Let me ask you a question, TK. So... I got a DBA, right? Mm-hmm. That's all I need to sell clothes, right? Because the girl was telling me I needed an LLC. And I was trying to differentiate between the two because the guy in the office said I don't need an LLC unless I have uh, unless I'm, have a payroll. Yeah, you don't, you don't really need an LLC. You can, you can just really start your company as long as you pay your taxes, get you uh, an accountant because you pay taxes, right? Well, I just opened the business like a month ago after hearing your show. Okay, so <laughs> once you get once you get an accountant and all that, they'll give you the right information. It doesn't cost much to get an accountant. You got accountant that's do do things. People think you got to get an accountant. You want somebody who's smart. You want somebody that's been doing it for more than ten, twelve years that they know what they're doing. Because sometimes um, some people don't know what they're doing. But what you got to do first is grow up. Because I still see you doing a lot of um, kid things. Like you said, your, your family was saying that you're a knucklehead. But here's the thing. In my 20s, I was fucking up too. I just so happened to be one foot in some crazy stuff and one foot in being positive. I was a businessman. I was doing things with Sandy Bullock, Anthony Michael Hall, John Lucasamo, Mike F., D.O. Hughley. But I had to stay quiet because I still was in the streets. I was financing a lot of stuff. But I had to stay low-key in my company so that whenever I got in trouble, we wasn't embarrassed, if that makes any sense. Yeah, so once I, I just I, now transitioned. Yeah, so now that I figured it out, 
I I really probably didn't grow up to be a man. It's about being a man, understanding accountability, understanding responsibility, understanding about doing things truly right and making sure that the people around you, you better their lives probably until I was about 42, 43 years old, to be honest with you. So I truly feel men don't become men until they're 45, and women don't become a, a complete woman until you're about 40. And let me explain for the people who beg to differ. It's just like if you were filling out, if you own your own company and you get very hired to employ and they hire you and you're trying to fill one position. Well, the first thing you ask if you're a good employer, you would say, how many years of experience have you had on the job, correct? Yeah. So you want to hire the person with the most experience because they know how to control the climate of the room. There's an emergency. They're not going to panic. They've been through it before. They know what to do compared to somebody um, who didn't do the job, even though every now and then you get someone that can pull it off, which is very rare. Well, it's the same thing in life. A woman who's 22, 23, 25, even like yourself, yeah, you could have a baby, you could do things, but you do know in 25 years you're going to be smarter than you are today, correct? Yes. And that's my point. So life is about wisdom. It's about a journey. It's about making mistakes. But that's why you got to listen to people like myself, like your dad, because we are, you guys, GPS. We are here to guide and to protect you to the those who want to listen. And people who listen, guess what? You will avoid the minefields. You you won't have you won't have too many setbacks. You'll be able to move a lot. You uh, um, you'll be able to move forward a lot faster than making mistakes, setting yourself back five, six, seven years. And have to start all over. Listen to me. Listen to somebody that you really respect. You can avoid prison time. You can avoid um, not kicking them with the wrong baby mama and the ladies could kick around, not fuck around, and get the wrong baby daddy. And then your life is hell for a minute, you know. So this is the purpose of this type of show. So the first thing you got to do when you see the young man that, you clowned in front of the girl. Pull him to the side and say, yo, as a, as a, as a man, yo, I want to apologize for doing that in front of the females because, you know, I, I was out of line and as a G, as a youngster, I want to apologize for him. Shake that nigga hand, yo. Keep it moving. Now on the, on your show, you know, you just listen to other shows, come up with a blueprint, find out what you want to talk about. Um, during the week and really take this thing very seriously because $200,000 is a lot of money, man. I never had that. Yeah, it's a lot It's a lot of money. So, like I said, to everybody, there's so many people out here trying to start a podcast, but they, they're just doing it just to be doing it. Some people are doing podcasts and not even know that the guy who's running the podcast is making $200,000 a year and that person is only getting maybe five hundred, seven hundred dollars a week, not knowing. I'm telling you, I know the facts, y'all. You up to eighty thousand subscribers. The salary is two hundred thousand or more a year. Yeah, you know what's so crazy is I always wanted to know that that information. 
So it's funny that I sent you that DM and now I got that information. Like I really want to know what what was the salary of a podcaster, but I didn't know who to fucking ask, and I didn't know you was going to tell me. <laughs> well, that's the thing, you know. Like I said, I'm trying to just get back in touch. I'm a busy dude, so I'm getting hit the gym, and I'm like, you know what? Let me make this phone call real quick and talk to this brother and see where your head is at. You know, so I just want people to win. So this is just another way that people can um, start their own business. Don't have to get up if they, if they don't want to. Because you can keep, you got to keep your job so you get your podcast popping, right? If you yeah. people listening, but once you get it popping and you consistent, always keep another job for security, for benefits, and all that kind of stuff. But if two hundred thousand dollars a year don't motivate nobody, I don't know what the hell to tell you. No, that's fire. I don't know what. So what should I do about the like the the people that just want to help me, but I I feel like so independent. Do I let them help me or? Yeah, you let like, everybody know that you guys are in it with the grind. So we all got to contribute our free ride for right now. You sign certain people to a contract. Let them know that when you blow that, that's when you can start paying them, or you can have what they call a gentleman agreement. You know, you shake their okay. hand. And you let them know, hey, this is what I want to do. Our goal is to get this thing up to 80,000 subscribers. I need you to promote everybody who you hire on your, on your podcast. You got they got to promote the show every week, every every day if they can, um, to promote the podcast for the following week. So that way, you start building up your following. See, my situation was different because I was on the Breakfast Club, and the Breakfast Club is behind what I do. So I had eighty thousand from day one. But my, yeah. my point is, with you, with the people who are starting, who don't have the platform like the Breakfast Club, who don't have the platforms like Vlad TV or Brilliant Idiots or Noriega Drink Champs, things of that nature, you got to really start from the the, the ground up. But it's worth the effort. So when you gonna start doing the video to your podcast? I'm never gonna do a video. See, when people ask me that, they like, "See, when you do a video, see, one, I don't have the time to do a video. Two, I wanted to be different, but there's always a message in everything I do." And let me explain to you what I mean. Every now and then, I get people say, "Yo, the quality of your show, I can't hear the person." Well, the message in you can't hear the person is life is not fucking perfect. <laughs> yeah, that's the real shit, though. Like, if you really want to hear what you're saying, you could turn everything off and listen to the motherfucker. Like, yes, because people want things to be perfect, right? But I, I have a message, really, in everything that I do. So the purpose of you not hearing the show sometimes and you complain <laughs> about the sound is like, life's not perfect, motherfucker. <laughs> so what are you going to do? Are you going to uh, make an effort and listen, or are you going to give up and say, fuck it, because is that right, I'm not going to listen. Well, yeah, you that's like, like this. Yeah, that's like the niggas that want to be here is going to be here. Like, fuck you, niggas. You ain't got to listen to that shit. You ain't got to listen fuck. to it. But if you listen to it and you get through it, the subliminal not, message there it touches is. You, it touches you. That shit made me call you. Right. Nigga, nigga, listen to that shit and be like, nah, I got a call too. Fuck that. Let me iron some shit out. Yeah, because you got to hear somebody. See, 
you know, the knowledge I give, I'm not saying can't nobody else do it, but nobody can deliver it the way I deliver it. Fact, and that's the difference. So when I hear people like, oh, I can't hear you, then I'm like, nigga, you don't get the message. <laughs> and watch you get, you're going to give up. And I don't want people to give up. So to the people who listen through it, that tells me that that person is determined. That tells me that you don't give up on things in life. That tells me so much about your character. If yeah. you can get through such a small fucking thing, because it's small. <laughs> if you can get through to me, nigga. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's small. But see, nobody yeah, you know, saw so that coming. Yo, I was I went to that fucking Tulsa Queen Fuego. I I because you don't come to New York much, and I right. went all the way to the Bronx because I'm in Westchester. I went all the way to the Bronx. Motherfuckers had all types of fucking dress codes. Had me trying to change my outfit and shit. I was like, yo, I'm just gonna wait for the Breakfast Club thing. But you a funny motherfucker. Yeah, it's in New York right now. If you're listening, get your tickets down because we're doing the um, third annual Breakfast Club event, T to the motherfucking K, October 26th and 27th. Now, here's the great thing about that. On October 26th, fam, I dropped my book, Gangster Conversation. I dropped my um, comedy album called Gangster Conversation. And right now, my deal with my special, my comedy special is supposed to be with Netflix. That's going to be October 26th, but my attorney has a bidding war between Amazon and Netflix, so I'm excited about who I'm going to go with. We don't really truly know yet, but it'll be out, though. Whoever I go with, my show will be out October 26th. Amazon so might be that thing. You don't even know. Amazon, yeah. come on. Amazon, a beast, yo. And, and they yo. did my first CD, um, Are There Any Questions? It was number one on Amazon um, for like six months. Back in oh eight oh nine, so on the on who raised the special because I got baby from Cash Money in it. Um, oh, that's fire! Yeah, that's the shit gonna be insane, fam. Then um, I got Drake doing some stuff on the um, Gangster Conversation album. The book is gonna be insane because the book is just really about my experiences of life with Suge Knight, Puffy Combs, Jay Z. Uh, a, a young kid out of Harlem named Eric Von Zip. Um Just so many people who I met, Faison Love. You know, there was a story uh, with me and Faison. People don't know, Faison's like my little brother. And years ago, I was late to a comedy show in Atlanta. And the owner and some of these guys tried to jump me, my nigga. True story. Because I was late. They were trying to find a nigga factory. Well, I was already in trouble on another case that I had with Puffy Combs. Um, early that year. So when the shit went down, me and a group of men was in the parking lot. We was going, this is like, this is before I started thinking about consequences. So we was on our way getting ready to take care of these motherfuckers up in the club. Faison yeah. is in the parking lot driving, yo. He sees me. He snatches me up, puts me in the truck, and drives me off, yo. True story. Wow. Badass Faison. That is yep. so funny. True story, like yo. Right the, yo, that's crazy. Let me call Faze on real quick. Let's see he's up. Hold on. Amy. Where you at, nigga? What up, man? I'm just getting in uh, 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 close to Ontario. You in Ontario, Cali? 
of cannabis. Yeah. You doing a show out there? Yeah, at the improv tonight. Listen, I'm I'm on my show with my podcast. I'm talking to um, um, a listener. Yes. Yo, introduce yourself to Phase Off, fam. Yo, I'm introducing you to somebody on my show, on my on my TJ Justin podcast. Hold on a second. Let me pull over. I got the top down. Hold on. (laughs) I love my niggas. That is Let's take that to the house. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I've known him since he was a kid, right? And when he got rich, on the phone like we are now, right? And the niggas in the in the store order stuff. You know what he's saying? So just send that to the house. Send that to the house. Ah, love this dude. <laughs> Hold on, I'm about to get out this exit real quick. All right, I'm gonna show you how real this brother is, yo. This is my man. There you go. Uh, on. Are you, are you doing it in your podcast? Yeah, I'm on it right now. Right, well, okay. Up, man, for Yo, my name is Daz. I'm from New York. What's up, Daz? Okay. Yeah, Daz. Yeah. So, Faison, listen, I, he, he wants to do a podcast. I'm, I got the whole world listening to the show, and I started talking about how you got to grow up and be a man. How I didn't grow up until I was like 47 years old. And I said, right, you'll, right. you'll make bad choices, right? And I told him about right. the time I was get, I put a hit out on these niggas, and you saw me in the parking lot and snatched me <laughs> up and drove me away. Right, in Atlanta? In Atlanta. And I yeah. was telling him how real you was, but how at the same time, people don't really know how I get down. So, Daz, listen to him, Sonny, he's going to co-sign it. Yeah, they don't. Um, he's on. Yeah, Faison had already wrote a letter to my judge as a character witness because I was in another case in New York City. Remember that, Faison? Right. Yeah. And yeah. yeah. So what happened now, months later, I ain't seen Faison in a minute. So Faison see me in the parking lot. He's <laughs> ready to go do some work. And he yeah. said, yo, what the fuck you doing, yo? Got me in the car, snatched me, and drove me away. He arguing with me in the car the whole time. Nigga, didn't I just write a letter to your judge? I, you I just wrote a letter. Nigga, how many letters you want me to write? Because it was about to go down. So I explained yeah. to him how you been in my life and how I'm a big brother to you for years and how tight we are. So I wanted to yeah. verify that story so you can explain to him that's exactly how it went down. Well, you just basically told him, man. I mean, that's, I mean, if I, it's, it's almost like uh, a kindred spirit. Like, because I had just got in town and I drove up and I saw something. I'm like, this ain't right. It was niggas milling around upstairs and niggas had the ooh, ooh, wee face. I'm like, oh, no, this nigga's, oh, hell no. This nigga on the phone in the corner. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, nigga, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. Oh, no, nigga, I got it. Oh, no, no, no. We just yo, my question is, yo, my question is how you see him out of everybody else. He knows we've been we we've been fucking around with each other. For, I mean, we've been doing this shit when 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 it wasn't cool, right? We hey, remember that time we 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 was doing little rooms in 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 Cleveland when um and selling them out. 
and uh, the whole the, the Cleveland is gonna come out, and then driving to Detroit, this nigga took me to John Sally's house. When John Sally bought a, a monastery in Detroit. And he, now, Dad, you know who John you know, Sally is? Yeah, the comedian nigga. No, yeah, no, no. Sally, the basketball no. player for the Detroit Pistons. Yeah, the tall nigga with the big teeth. I know John Sally, nigga. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Go yeah, ahead, yeah. Well, well, that nigga's still, that nigga's still funny. Yeah, he's still funny. Well, he's a funny-looking nigga, but look. <laughs> when he was, when he was, uh, when he was on the Detroit Pistons, this nigga had, had a big ass house in Detroit, in Palmer Woods, and uh, TK was staying there. I took the rental to the uh, spot, and I come outside. All the goddamn motherfucking uh, oh, rent was gone. <laughs> Somebody got you. <laughs> yeah, someone stole the rent off the truck. But what's funny yeah. is that me and this brother have known each other so long since we were kids, fam. And that's what I'm trying to tell you, Daz. In life, you make mistakes. You you find people hey. that love you. And this, this brother right here is a good brother to me. And I could assure you that day, if he wasn't in that parking lot, I'm quite sure it would have been a couple murders or I'd probably have been locked up because it, it was a real bad situation. It would have been a real fucked up situation. It was a bad situation. Because we were coming. It was a real... Did you talk about the Aaron story, nigga? Which story? Aaron. Oh, when Aaron got kidnapped? Right. (laughs) You remember that shit, nigga? (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. You might not... You might not be able to tell that story. Oh, no, 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 right. no, no. It's okay. It's okay. I like my people to know. Well, back in the day, I was a hustler. And my kid, here's some crazy stories, some real shit. I'm hustling for just one particular day. I'm at, it's a record, it was a record company in Hollywood called AMG Records. They don't exist anymore. Um, Janet Jackson is in the studio performing, and I'm in there with her. But the streets, you know, as we was coming up in the game, before everybody, before the D.R. Hughes and Faison got rich, I was the rich nigga. Am I right or wrong, Faison? The nigga wore a suit every motherfucking day. Yeah, I, I was the nigga <laughs> with the paper. So, these niggas out of Carson kept calling me. Like, yo, TK, we, we, need, we need your help. But my, my, my connect was out of town. This is my friend Aaron. Aaron is calling me. He's sweating the fuck out of me. And I'm like, nah, Aaron. Nah, we cool. We cool. But he's calling me. I'm in there with Janet Jackson, and I'm not focused. So I said, right, nigga, come up to the studio and meet me here. And I had the other people from Carson come to the studio, and they did the transaction, um, about $150,000, like $200,000 on some blah, 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 blah. And everybody left. In five minutes, because nobody did their homework, we found out the motherfuckers yep. sold me drywall. Yep. And they did kidnapped my homie Aaron. Yep. They kidnapped yeah. him. So now, Faison, though, he's trying to help me out. So now I got to call my niggas in Philly. I got to call my niggas Sinbad and them down in, um, in um, Compton. 
And it's an all-out <laughs> motherfucking war. But they got my nigga Aaron hemmed up. Yeah. Calling me on the phone because they want the money. And I'm talking shit to Aaron. Like, nigga, we ain't going out like that nigga. Fuck some niggas out. But it's easy to say that shit when you're on the other side of the phone. Right. When you say <laughs> You gotta go get that nigga. I gotta go get Aaron. Nigga toes with a hammer. <laughs> like, nah, Aaron, fuck that. We ain't gonna... So long story short, they get their money, but we like $7,000 short. But yeah. the nigga's still on my head about the money. So about the 7000 so I think uh, Bazon put in about 20000 My other niggas put in about twenty. I had to go to the safe, boom, boom, boom. But here's how this shit ended. Five years go by. And the nigga, we owe the 7000 Now I'm a major comedian. We're in Detroit, Michigan. I'm about to go on stage. Before I go on stage, I'm walking up the steps. The nigga we owe the seven bands to is coming down the steps with a female. Mm. Now, seven years ago, if we had the clip on us, we probably drew on each other right there and had a shootout. But my point, the reason why I'm bringing this story up is that as you grow older, people realize that when you're young, that you grow up and become men. And when you did things as a child, sometimes to let these, these things go by. And me and that nigga had a drink and put that shit behind us. And what's crazy, three weeks later, I don't think you know this, they killed that nigga in Detroit. Wow. Sure it is. So to the people listening to this thing, these stories that we tell you guys is to have a GPS, have someone GPS your life, but at the same time, Make good choices because I'm trying to put him up on game on the podcast phase. Uh, he wants to start a podcast, but a lot of people don't know that this is something I really want a lot of people to do because it's two hundred thousand dollars a year in this game. Oh yeah, yeah, it's more than thousand or more than that. Yeah. So we want everybody to start their own business, do their thing. Yeah, so other than that, yeah. So phase on you good? I'm good, homie. Which kind of car are you driving? Which one you got? You got the Bentley? You got the truck? <laughs> I can't afford that. I got a little simple uh, convertible, man. You, 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 <laughs> a little, little simple convertible, So you're so you, so you downsizing in your age group, or you keeping it low because you're on the investigation? I'm going to tell you the truth. I bought this car in 2000, and it looked like a 2000 now. It's nice, clean, you know what I'm saying? But I keep it, you know, you know, SL500, yeah, but yes, I, yes. I, I we got everybody, but it's so clean. Oh yeah, no. But but Daz, this is what I keep. I teach all my friends. I teach all of them since they was kids. Yeah, that, that money don't mean a motherfucking thing, fam. Yeah, it's how you present yourself when you don't. Give me an example. Years ago, I'm in D.C. and all my niggas dressed to the T. Everybody shop. I'm in a sweatsuit. I'm like, yo, let's bottle a bottle, Chris style, yo. Come on. You know what niggas was doing? They was pulling out twenty dollars. I said, "Nigga, fuck you!" I bought six <laughs> bottles of, of the Cristal. But what's crazy? I'm babysitting the bottles. Like yeah. I got my arms hovering, and I'm giving niggas sip because nigga, y'all ain't got no money. And then I realized, fuck it. This is what money's for. Let people enjoy themselves. But it just taught me a valuable lesson. It don't matter 
who the fuck come in the club with the suit. It don't matter what kind of car you drive. It's about character, what you got in your bank account, and you don't have to go around here showing off to be something that you truly not. That's all. Fact. That's all I'm saying. Faison, I want to thank you for your time. Daddy, say, oh, Faison, I want to thank you for your time. But you're good, though. Everything good? All good. Always good, homie. Okay, fam. I love you for life. I'll see you around the world. All right, my nigga. Stay up. Okay, fam. Yes, sir. Hold on, Dad. Oh, yeah. It's good. Yeah. I always just try to tell the truth, yo. My life ain't perfect, perfect. But I'm happy with, I'm happy the way it ended up. Nah, no, I think I think that's, that's why. I, hello, uh-huh, I'm listening. Nah, I think that's why I think be my favorite comedian because like when I listen to you, I don't feel like you um threatened. Like I feel like if somebody was right next to you, like your yo, like your friends or something, they could validate that shit. And that's how I am because I always keep honeys around me, and they know they've been around me since I was younger. I like tear schools up and all types of wild shit, but I'm like growing up, so now I'm trying to make millionaire moves with, you know, hundreds right. of money. And that's the great thing about it. Here's the thing. You ever ever, ever heard of saying those tables those tables eventually do turn? Yeah. They do, my man. And one, day everybody, and one day everybody will be looking up to you for help or looking to you for guidance and talking to you about, yo, remember you was a crazy-ass motherfucker? Now look at you. And that can happen to everybody who listens to the show. I, I'm here to tell you that no matter where your life is now, that you can work hard, make good choices, don't have no kids if you can. Even though kids sometimes is good to have because it can be a flame under your ass to, get, to fuel you. My advice to everybody, if you can, don't have any children because you've got to be able to up and go whenever you need to at the drop of a dime. And if you got a family, you can't make those type of moves, yo. You can't make the kind of moves because at the end of the day, you're a man first, so you got to take care of your family so your dreams are put on hold. And sometimes you don't have a wife or a girlfriend that understands because her mindset is different. So instead of hurting her feelings, instead of her um, saying you ain't shit, or a guy telling his girl, oh, uh, baby, that shit ain't going to happen to you and making her feel bad, Everybody should be to themselves until they try to achieve their goal, and then you settle down. And I always say this to people. A lot of people don't understand what settling down is. Settling down means you've done everything. Now you're going to settle. But you, uh, y'all want to y'all wanna, y'all wanna have sex all the time and come to these women and fuck up your dreams and fuck up your, your, your destiny from time to time. Because the whole system is against everybody. You get a girl pregnant, now you got child support. Yeah, you've been saying what I've been thinking for years. I've been thinking that same shit for years. But on the, on the other hand, what you said, I think me having a kid actually woke me to fuck up. See, and that's what I mean. It could help. Like It could definitely help because you want the best for your child. Yes, and so I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Sometimes it's mm-hmm. really a good thing. Sometimes it's really good people to have children in their life because it helps you grow and helps you mature. I just like things to be a little easier for people so they can make their moves and not have nothing to tie you down. Yeah. Now, everybody's story is going to be different. Everybody's in a different lane. 
and we all when we all go in the bank on Mondays and Tuesdays, everybody's got their money different ways. <laughs> yeah, you're retarded, but no, seriously, you're right though. But you're just retarded though, and that's why I love you because that just made me appreciate myself. Like you never. It's like it's like you meet somebody or you you watch somebody on TV or whatever, and then that makes you appreciate yourself. You're like, damn, this motherfucker's crazy. Yo, I could be myself. Like, I don't have to be nobody else. Like, I could be me and be comfortable being me. And that's right. actually where I'm at. Because, like, I just want to be myself. And I see you, I'm like, damn, this nigga be cursing. This nigga be talking about sex all the time. And, like, you really be telling like it is. And that's how I am, like, in my neighborhood. But I, I don't just go put that shit on TV. I don't know if somebody's going to like it or not, but for No, reason, what you do is you have your platform, you have your friends, but the ultimate thing is respect. And let me explain what I mean. Your parents, elder, women, make sure I'm, I'm going to repeat this, women, you respect them. Even when they start talking shit and disrespectful, you say to a young lady, I'm not going to stoop to this level, beautiful, because you're a queen, and you walk yeah. away. Like I said, when I do my comedy shows, I do my comedy albums. Yeah, I'm going to say whole bitch and all this kind of shit. Because one, it sounds good. Two, is to get my point across. And three, one of my examples I always say to people, when you tell your child to do something, you say, hey, Johnny, clean your room up, and um, we're going to go. We're going out to the movies, right? But Johnny ain't moving fast enough. It's three hours later. But if you say, Johnny, didn't I tell you, motherfucker, to clean that fucking room up? Johnny has Johnny. to go on, get shit together quick. Am I right or wrong? <laughs> Fact. That's the same thing in life, my man. You right. Same thing in life. Dad, I ain't just no my pop's church at me. Yep, so you definitely understand. So, Dad's on that note, I got to get ready to hit the gym. Now you my nigga, you gotta be like my mentor or something. You can't just like disappear on the nigga. Oh, no, you got the cell phone number, nigga. You got the number, but don't be calling me all the fucking time. Nah, nigga. Nah, I'm a Gemini, nigga. I don't even. I'm, I got attachment issues, nigga. I don't even like that shit. Like, okay, <laughs> no, well, no, no. You gotta be attached. Don't 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 have attachment issues. That's bad. You gotta change your mindset. Call me when you got something to talk about. You know that I'm a busy person. I'm gonna get right back to you. Trust me. Uh, I'm gonna get back to you. I promise you. As soon as I. I'll get some free time because I'm out here grinding and running companies, and I gotta get up every morning at four to start my business and do what I gotta do. So, Dad, yeah. listen to what I'm telling you. Stay focused. Take care of your children. To the people listening to the show, make sure that you. I hope that I inspired at least three of y'all to start your own business. Do that. Also, April nineteenth. Check me out in Kansas City. This is the goal of my um, Instagram page, and you'll see where I'm performing at April 19th. April 25th, I'll be in, oh, no, May 6th, I'll be in Philadelphia at the Hibachi Comedy Club in um, Philadelphia and Sacramento, California. Check me out at the um, Tommy T's from the 26th to the 28th. On that note, may your pain be champagne down. Live your life to the fullest. I'm gone, brother. Uh, Talk to you soon. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.